0: What's all the buzz about in the design industry? You'll find out soon. My name's Antony Holman, and I am the founder and creative director of Studio 321B Limited. We're a Toronto-based studio that designs and creates some of the most magnificent bespoke area rugs. Happy Monday, we're here at the studio with Alexandra from Arc Interiors. We're going to be asking Alexandra a few questions on design today, her design styles, her preferences, some challenges, and some other things as we go along. Good afternoon, Alexandra. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Great seeing you too. So what got you into interior design?
1: Well, I think I was born into it in some way or another. It's just come out of me. Um, as I was growing up, I was the one always rearranging the furniture and finding a better way for things to work in our home. And then by the time I was 16, I was decorating my own bedroom. I was painting, I was wallpapering, I was making quilts, I was finding furniture to paint. Um, and all my friends used to come and love my room and just hang out there because it had a very warm feeling. And then throughout my life, even though I've had other careers, um, I did have the feedback that I often got was that I should be doing interior design. So that's how I've ended up where I am today for the last 16 years.
0: Well, I'm glad you did. (laughs) You know, you do great work, and I can testify to that. Thank you. And it's your passion. You can just tell. Like, working with you I can see that passion and that spark and that love
1: yeah
0: which in other careers you know it's probably like yeah I'm just here to do a job we're all good to go (laughs) right yeah let's talk about today's design style so do you find more modern or traditional concepts or you know or is it a mixture of both like what what do you think people are looking for more today
1: Yeah, I have a real mix of clients. I have some who really like their contemporary clean look and uh, don't bring in uh, many traditional elements. And then I have another group of clients, and I would say this group is bigger, where um, we're combining some modern elements with tradition. Um, So they're not quite all the way to a very contemporary design, but um, simplifying Uh, designs that are probably a little bit more traditional. So it might be in the cabinetry, for example, doing a very traditional cabinet door, simplifying it to something like a very um, straight, clean-lined shaker door with maybe a one-inch frame instead of anything that would be more ornate. Um, It might be uh, in the furniture, just uh, using maybe a traditional fabric like a velvet, but keeping the design of the furniture more clean lined and uh, contemporary looking. Um, so those clients are, yes, they would like a little bit of traditional feel. They feel it gives a bit of warmth versus, you know, something that's over the top traditional. Um, and this is why we're using a lot of um contemporary rugs too now right um where we get these nice big oversized patterns or uh more simple than you know what we were using even 10 15 years ago where people were still looking at more traditional patterns in rugs and that kind of thing
0: so a lot of the persians back then a lot of the really fine floral asian style carpets.
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah and I guess it's not like the old days, right? Where no. we're layering flower upon flower and there's so much going on that you're totally confused when you walk into room. I yes. think it's a lot cleaner. Today, yeah. Right?
1: And, and I have to say, there's still a place for those beautiful Persian rugs. But the way that I use them now is in a very contemporary look, nice. uh, very clean. Everything else is so simple that the rug just becomes an art piece on, in itself,
0: I've I've always loved Persian rugs. Yeah, like, to this day I still love Persian rugs. I mean, you won't tell by my design styles of what I'm designing because it's outside the box. But you know, just going back to when I started in the industry, I just fell in love with the mystique and the stories, and you know, the very delicate, intricate patterns. It just, yeah. It, it excited. So yeah, it's no, good.
1: it's they are pieces of artwork that, and th- that artwork goes back for hundreds and hundreds of
0: years. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I'm sure we've had challenges. We've all had challenges in the industry. So maybe you know, share some of the challenges you're facing today as an interior designer.
1: Yeah, there are always challenges. Um, you know, I think people sometimes don't see challenges that we face in this industry because they get to see the final product on our Instagram or on our websites but yes um, pulling a project together takes a lot of work and a lot of patience Um, that the challenges can be anywhere from um, you know supply chains to um, and delays in supply chains to trades having issues getting to location on time to um you know um traffic illnesses everything and it's really important to keep communication open with the client about all these challenges because it's easy for them to assume that um you know something's not happening for no reason but there always is a very good reason because in this industry we're all working really hard to keep our clients happy to keep the project going to keep um, everything on uh, schedule um, so those are, those are the biggest challenges, but I do find the best remedy for those challenges is communicating constantly with the client to let them know if there is a delay and what the reason is, and if we can do something about it or whether we have to be patient.
0: No, I agree, I agree. Communication is everything, like letting your clients know what's happening, what's not happening. As long as they're aware, they're okay. Yeah. It's when you know that silence hits and it's like, Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, the whole world's falling, right? Yes. Yes. So yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's a great concept and a great business model as well. Some of your greatest moments, like, do you have a favorite project? Do you have a couple of favorite projects? Do you have something that really stands out? Like for me, I mean, my last rug, the one that we created, the musical rug that's going into the blue bovine was the one that really stimulated me because it took me four years to put together. And when I saw the final product, it was much better than anything I had ever imagined. I mean, I've had disappointments where, you know, a ruck comes in, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's not quite what I had in mind, but we'll work with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, awe moment, like something that really, really excites you.
1: Yeah. Um, well I get lots of those moments when we're in progress because, um, Part of the um, beauty of doing this work is having a vision before it actually happens. And we can often see that in progress as through a construction site or, you know, as something is being made, a piece of furniture is being made, we have a vision of what the final product will look like. And we often get excited before we even get there because we can skip that stage of I've seen the last steps. You suddenly get this feeling, wow, this is going to be amazing. Um, And so the most exciting uh, projects for me in that sense are the ones that I get to do uh, the architectural. So very often um, we're starting with a space that is going to be gutted and then reconstructed. And so very often it's things like You know, when you tear out an old staircase and you have something very contemporary going in, that's going to open up the whole space or a wall comes down. And um, those are the moments that you just know this is the right way to go on this project. So that's the funnest part for me um, in terms of the construction side. But um, also I'd have to say picking materials and fabrics and textures is what is so exciting too. And again, that's way before we see any finished product because I do a lot of custom furniture. So um, it's about picking the colors, the textures and putting that all together and making it um, so exciting just even on a sample board for the client. Um, and having a vision of how it's going to all come together in a, in the large scale or in the grand scheme of things.
0: So would you say planning is very essential, like putting everything together? Because I know that sometimes I face a challenge when, you know, we're working off of a CAD coming to the real product. The client can't really see it, Yeah. but, you know, we try to explain it the best we can and, of course, get them excited about the product that's coming. Yeah, because absolutely. It's something you need.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, planning is essential. Um, it's so hard to bring one of these projects together without the plans and detailed plans. It's almost as if you need every single detail on every single uh, facet of um, every part of the work. And an example of that is that you know you can you can plan a room and do an elevation and you think you have. A change to one wall and uh, think well we don't need to necessarily consider that in the um, in the aspect of the rest of the room but in actual fact later down the line you'll see that will have a knock-on effect on another wall and another or in another way or in another color this is why it's so important the client is satisfied with the plan before we start executing it because it's not time to make changes after that's when they really need to trust that what we put together is really the right plan and that it will come together well and not to second guess things and start making changes partway through.
0: Exactly. I can relate. And that's a great business practice. What advice would you give to younger designers that are starting out?
1: Uh, I think, um, well, there's a few things. One is, um, the planning part of it like you've just brought up um to be completely ready um before you start executing anything and to really examine all aspects because that's when mistakes happen and we all know that when mistakes happen it's uh expensive
0: it's costly it's
1: very costly and um and it's us that bears the brunt of that cost so you want to avoid that uh in any way possible. So that preparedness, uh, planning ahead is really what I think young designers need to be um, aware of and really practice to the greatest extent possible. I know that a lot of the young designers are getting amazing training in this. they get to their portfolios that they come out of college with are, are just phenomenal. And they have been taught that, but they haven't learned to put that into practice yet. So if they can get a mentorship with somebody who's more senior, who's experienced a lot of these hands-on issues, I think that's a really good idea. Because it's hard to work from your, for yourself right out of uh, university or out of college. I agree. Um, so, um, and you learn a lot working for another firm as well. That could be a possibility too. The second thing that I think is really important, which we already brought up too, is that communication. Yeah. Um, don't make any assumptions. Communicate every single detail that you can, and uh, keep uh, keep that line of communication open as much as possible. And I know we get busy with all kinds of things and sometimes we can't answer an email right away. But it is the one way to really reassure your client that everything's in hand.
0: No, that's great advice. Great advice. Because if you're building your own business, it's always better to mentor under someone who's been there. And I mean, I learned that.
1: Yeah. Oh, we've all, I think I've definitely benefited from some amazing mentors. Exactly. And uh, we all need that when we start in this business, partly because there's so much detail that you need to have somebody who may have experienced uh, some of these issues. Um, There's just an awful lot to keep in mind all the time.
0: Oh, I agree. And I mean, it's about avoiding the pitfalls. Like if someone's already gone through it, they can say, okay, stop. This is what's going to happen.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I mean, you have freedom of choice. You can still go through with it and learn your way, but you know, it saves you a lot of time, a lot of effort and definitely a lot of money because yeah. any mistake made, we're responsible for.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's right.
0: Any great challenges that you face, like, you know, on one of your job sites, like something that you didn't expect to happen, happened. Cause I see that happening a lot too. Like, Sometimes when we go in and we're doing wall to wall applications, we don't know what's underneath that floor. So it's all a guessing game, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are ways to look, but you're only looking at a corner. You can't tear the whole thing up and start. So like, you know, what are some of the challenges that you had to encounter? On some job yeah.
1: And I think uh, in some ways you have a greater challenge in, in your line of work because you can't <laughs> pull everything up. Yeah. Whereas usually in my line of work, we've already explored You know, what is that bulkhead doing there? Why is that there? Is there anything in it? Could that possibly be plumbing or HVAC or something else that we need to reroute? Or is it purely decorative? And so by going through the job site with a contractor, which you wouldn't have the opportunity to do, we usually know what... uh, what kind of surprises we're gonna have, or hopefully they're not surprises by the time we do the demolition. Um, but yes, very often we find, um, you know, you'll know, you notice a wall is thick. You'll say, oh, this is like an eight inch wall right here, and why is it so thick? And uh, you might assume, well, it's gotta be HVAC. And then you open it up and you find out, no, these are stacks that cannot be moved or, um, you know, something like that. So um, that does require a certain amount of flexibility in the design too. Um, and I, I find generally, you know, clients are understanding of those kinds of changes that we have to make if we haven't been able to anticipate them. It's just a matter, of, again, of uh, being able to, um, in a timely manner, Uh, find a solution that works according to the design that you've started with
0: no I agree timeliness and yeah just communication totally so anything else you'd like to share with us
1: No, I think it's actually really nice just to sit and reflect on um, my own business practice for a few minutes because uh, we don't stop. We keep going and very often we don't stop to reflect. So thank you for the opportunity to do that.
0: It's truly a pleasure and I'm glad you're here and thank you for sharing some time with us.
1: Okay, thank you.